So your mama always told you, got the da na da da na 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 da da na da 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 na. Guess what? New trailer for Saints of Newark just dropped. I've been watching it since it dropped. I was at work hype about it. I couldn't, I couldn't even fathom that it finally got here. I just got done eating some leftover pizza. All I could keep, I just kept singing the Sopranos theme song. You woke up this morning, got yourself a gun, shame about it. Ain't been the same since the blues came in the town. Bruh, excited. I've been waiting for this movie. Supposed to come out earlier this year, late last year, but you know, COVID, COVID happens. But we'll talk about that right after this intro. It's that time of the week. Grab your candle. Grab your lighter. Grab your headphones. Thank you for your time, podcast. We're here. Hope you're in your comfy spot. Hopefully, you relax. Because I'm not. I'm too hype. I'm too hype. I'm way too hype. I was on Twitter at lunch. And I saw this random account go... No way we're getting a movie. I said, yes way we're getting a movie. How have you not heard about this? And then he said, when I heard James Gafani, a.k.a. Tony Soprano, big boss man's voice in that trailer. I said, whoa, 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 pause. Trailer? I went to YouTube and I looked it up and it was right there. I said, oh, baby, a triple. I couldn't believe it. Let me take a hold on. I need to take a drink. Let me calm down. Just talking about this trailer's got me going insane. I can't even, can't even fathom, bro. I gotta wait till October to see it, though. It's gonna be a great movie. Of course, it's gonna be a great movie. They got, I'm probably gonna butcher his name, but they got James Gafani's son playing a younger version of himself in the movie, and it. I'm just mind blown. I talked about The Sopranos multiple times on the show. I said it was one of the greatest. I was talking about how I was watching it. I've watched it three times. Well, I'm on my third rewatch. And it's just one of the craziest crimes. Like, it, it's so weird because it's not a comedy. But it's actually pretty funny. It's too funny, honestly. Actually. Like, way too funny. And I just can't believe we're finally getting a movie. Not finally, but it's been way too long. David Chase is blessing us. He blessed us with an amazing series. Hopefully he blesses us with an amazing movie. It comes out on HBO Max, but I think I'm definitely going to go to the movie theaters and watch that. Because I just... Don't mind my dog. But I just love the movies. And speaking of loving the movies... I saw this one badass movie last week called Wrath of Men. Had my main man, Jason Statham, in it. And I was sitting there. I left the movie theaters. And let me give a quick rundown on this movie. Jason Statham is a boss that sets up robbers to rob just anything, it seems like. Bank trucks, anything. And he sets up a hit. And he brings his kid with him, and he somehow parked it right at the crime scene. And the people sat there, and they blasted his son. So then he goes out of his way to go undercover and hunt down and track the people who killed his son. And I'm talking 
This man was just popping people. Pop, 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 pop. And I could not believe it. I could not believe it. Sat there wondering, I'm like, damn, man. How could this man do something like this? And it ends, like, my whole point is, Jason Statham from start to finish is that dude that just gives you nonstop action. And it ends with these the people that killed his son trying to rob the actual bank building. And then just a war. Just the wrath of man. Jason Statham is the wrath of man. Just pop, 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 pop. So then I left the movie theaters and I was texting my man's, my main man's Trey. I was like, yeah. Is Jason Statham not the best action actor, of, like, ever? Like, literally, like I said, start to finish, nonstop action. So then I started, like, thinking of all the other movies I've seen with Jason Statham. And it's just nonstop action. Like, it's not boring at all. Like, just killing, fighting, no matter what. Shooting, karate, kung fu. And I was like, damn, bro, I kind of want to watch Jason Statham movies. Then I went on a binge this whole weekend of just Jason Statham movies. And I'm like, bruh, this, Jason Statham has to be the best action actor to just chase down people from start to finish. And I mean, you want a guy that's coming for vengeance from start to finish, Jason Statham's that man. He does not let up. All movie. All 90 minutes, all 120 minutes, all 180 minutes. He's he's coming. And I think if I ever direct a movie, I want that guy in it. And I actually have a movie I got thought up. I'm looking at the script right now. Not the script, but I'm looking at my plot. And I think if I write a script for a little indie movie, keep it low budget, film it on my phone, film it on... GoPro, and I edit it myself, and I just saved the budget to get Jason Statham to play the main role of the husband. I think I'm going to make millions off of it. I'm going to make millions off of it like I'm Ric Flair. And as a kid, that's all I wanted to be was Ric Flair. I don't think you understand. As somebody who loves pro wrestling... Ric Flair is has to be the greatest of all time. I'm talking about diamond ring wearing, Rolex wearing, private jet flying, wheeling, stealing, son of a gun, and I'm having a whole a hard time holding these alligators down. Woo! Everyone's everyone copies that man. So as a young kid, I'm like, why would I why would I not want to be Ric Flair? This man's making money off wrestling, getting hoes. This man said the oldest ride, longest line. Come on, man. Nobody but Ric Flair. The nature boy. Woo! I can't even stop wooing right now. Woo! Everybody in the house, like, what does this man do? And I'm, woo, woo, woo. I'm wooing. Because I'm talking about the man, Ric Flair. 
And I think about it, I'm like, damn, bro, like, like, how is that not the perfect idol? Like, getting money, drinks, partying, and all he was doing was just wrestling. And y'all gonna be like, eating wrestling's fake. Yeah, but Ric Flair was not fake, man. Ric Flair's real. Rappers want to be Ric Flair. Ric Flair drip, bro. They don't just make that shit for no reason. Ric Flair drip. Ric Flair started this drip game. The robes. I already said it. Rolex wearing. Diamond ring. Whatever. Wheeling, stealing, son of a gun. Jet flying. Holding these alligators down. You see NFL players saying it. You got you go any wrestling event and people just wooing. Woo! Just non-stop wooing. I don't really even get basketball shoes, but there's this one pair. Dame Lillard Sixes. With some Ric Flair's on them. And I bought them. And I might not ever even hoop in them. But I needed it because Ric Flair drip. Like you don't understand. You you really don't. You would only understand if you watch wrestling. Like I tried explaining to my people, I was like, "Bro, Ric Flair, like this man set the standard." And they'd probably be like, "Nah, nah, yes, bro, yes." Everybody wants to be Ric Flair. Not wants to be, but at least wanted to be at some point. I remember having that little toy, big gold belt. I'm thinking I was Ric Flair as a kid. Because you know why I wanted? I wanted to be the man. They called him the dirtiest player in the game. And I took that into football. I said, you know what? I'm going to be the dirtiest player in the game. I'm going to be out here hitting knees, grabbing your throat, grabbing face masks, slapping you with your helmet on. I don't care. I'm going to be the dirtiest player in the game. And, like, he had so much charisma, this and that. And that's, uh, I'm not saying I ooze charisma, but I'm saying I got it. I and I got it from Ric Flair. I wanted to be the dirtiest player. I wanted people to be like 75. That's a dirty motherfucker. Ric Flair, a dirty motherfucker. So we got that in common. And I think I'm just so, uh, I don't think it's care. I can't even think of the word, but I got so much just... I can't even think of the word. I'm just so, so something. I can't even, like, not, I got, like, it's not a gimmick. It could be a gimmick, but it's not a gimmick. It's who I am. Ric Flair, Ric Flair is who Ric Flair is. I'm going to say it one more time. Diamond ring wearing, Rolex wearing, kiss stealing, jet flying, wheeling, dealing, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down and my favorite line by him was to be the man you got to beat the man and that brings me to my next case in point the UFC heavyweight picture Uncle Dana Dana White what are you doing man what are you doing out here you know you got the in my opinion I Khabib Khabib dominates, but no one dominated John. Nobody dominated like John Jones. John Jones, in his prime, 23, 24 years old, was taking out top light heavyweight competitors like Shogun Raw, Rashad Evans, 
Gustafson. He broke Daniel Cormier's undefeated streak. He is the greatest MMA performer I've ever seen. And he got tired. His only loss is from disqualification because the ref thought he threw, I don't even fucking know, a downwards knee. I can't remember because it was so bullshit. Just know it was a bullshit call. And I'm like, why not give him the money he deserves? You see everyone getting paid but UFC fighters. And some people might say he's not a draw. No. I'm, who isn't watching John Jones fight? Because he's still the... He's the GOAT. He is the GOAT. And in my opinion, yesterday they announced Derek Lewis versus Kane. <laughs> Kane. I can't think of his first name, but it's Kane. His last name's Kane. He's on a five-fight win streak, so Derek Lewis is on a pretty good win streak. Derek Lewis was supposed to fight Francis Ngannou. Francis Ngannou was supposed to fight John Jones. This is my whole point. To be the man, you have to beat the man. And John Jones is the man of UFC. And he stepped up to the heavyweight weight class. Francis Ngannou is that champion. But if Francis Ngannou wants to be the man, he has to beat the man. And back to case in point. Derek Lewis and this Kane fight. None of them are the man. So... When they, when whoever wins that fight, probably Derek Lewis, and they become interim heavyweight title, they still have to beat both of the men of that division. And, like, you know, they're saying Francis Ngannou should have accepted the fight after three months. Yes, that's fair, because it wasn't, it wasn't like he went through a brawl. He knocked out Stipe in the second. Stipe was given a year off before his next rematch. Yeah, he might have had... A broken eye. But Stipe fought three fights in three years. And they wanted Francis to go back-to-back like that. I think it's a little unfair. And Francis even asked for an interim heavyweight title last year, and they said no. So I think they're just disrespecting now. I think maybe they decided they want to keep it going, keep it faster, because they got contenders. But when you got John Jones waiting for a fight... You can't hold that man back anymore. Like, like I said, I haven't seen anyone better than John Jones. I've been watching John Jones since I was a kid. I'm dead ass. I've been watching John Jones as a kid. And if any of those heavyweights want to be the man, they got to beat the man. And that is John Jones. That is John Jones. Now, in other news, last night, Paul George, playoff P, you heard it right. The pandemic's over. Maybe not, but pandemic P is over. Playoff P's back. He's the first player since Katie to drop 20-plus points in his first 18 games of the playoffs. And that's insane. The only other people to do it was MJ three times, Kobe once, KD twice. And you can add Playoff P to that list. Play, he dropped 41, 40 on their dumb ass. Crossed up Chris Paul. A lot of people are trying to say he pushed off of him. And I'm like, listen, if you're calling that a push, Paul George must be strong. Because that man, Chris Paul, got crossed across the court. You heard that right. He got crossed across the court. Sent his ass, his little ass flying to out of bounds. They forced the game six, bro. I think 
I think they can win that. And I think if they win that, I think the Clippers might just go ahead and take Kawhi out that robotic chamber. You know what I'm saying? Because if Kawhi had an ACL tear, why would they not announce it? You know what I'm saying? Why would they not be like, Kawhi is out for the season? Why keep it up game, up to date? Like, it's it's daily. Like, every game, they're like, oh, he's out. So I feel like they they might have hope in him coming back. And I think if the Clippers can force a game seven, Kawhi Leonard's coming back. You know, you can't, and dude, I don't know, because if Kawhi Leonard was playing in this series, it are I think the Clippers would already close it because the three games they lost, they won there, they lost by seven, five, and eight, and that's not that's not a lot, and it's usually been some last second shit. So, Suns need to figure it out. I don't really know who I want to win the finals. The Bucks are probably gonna go. That's some real sad shit, if I'm being honest with you. And we'll just have to see. We'll just have to see. Next week's episode, the both series should be over, and we should have our recap of the conference finals, and then we should have our predictions for the NBA final. But until then, until next time. Follow me on Twitter, Aiden underscore seven five. Follow me on Instagram, A one D three N underscore seven five. Follow the fitness apparel page, Balging underscore fitness underscore apparel. Go to phoenix dot com, fnx dot com. Code Aiden B seventy five for fifteen percent off. And last but not least, follow the Thank You for Your Time podcast on Twitter. T-Y-F-Y-P. Fuck, I fucked that up. I can't believe I just said P. T-Y-F-Y-T. I was getting so excited because I was like, I finally got it. I'm not going to have to hesitate. T-Y-F-Y-T podcast on Twitter. And until next time, thank you for your time.